Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Matthew Collar in for Dave Schwartz today with Pete Najarian. And it's a fast segment. Fast. Go, it's go, go. Charlie's segment. producing. We got to we got to get right to it. <laughs> I like taking my time. I, uh, I like it's really it ironic considering it is how you are. Is it? Am I, I'm a fast you're not, person. No, you're not. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah. fast break with Charlie. Yeah. Who, you know, <laughs> more of a half court offense. You're not that intense. Yeah, I'm a half court <laughs> offense kind of guy. Pete, we're going to start off with you. Okay. It's, it's been a banner year for college football coaching carousel. And obviously the Washington job is still open, but supposedly that's going to maybe close in the next 24, 48 hours is what they say. But some of the big names that have moved around so far in college football, Mike Elko from Duke to Texas A&M, Jonathan Smith moving from Oregon State to Michigan State, Kurt Signetti uh, from James Madison to Indiana, and of course, Kalen DeBoer, the big one, moving from Washington all the way down to Alabama to replace Nick Saban. Pete, who are some of the winners and losers so far of the uh, coaching carousel? Oh, I think that the Big Ten looks like a, a, a pretty big winner. Uh, I, I just think that there's some spots, and we still don't really know much about the University of Michigan, right? I mean, is there uh, – I don't know if – I've been trying to follow it, but everybody always talks about, well, what's Harbaugh going to do? And and that would change things around a little bit. But the Big Ten's going to be a lot different, obviously, uh, with the USC-UCLA elements along with Washington and Oregon. It's going to be interesting. I think DeBoer's going to be – that's going to be something I think everybody's going to watch very, very closely down there at Alabama. And did they win? Well, it, it's tough to know that somebody can really actually step in after what Nick Saban's done. And by the way, I keep an eye on the portal constantly. The, the portal, we are seeing so many players, uh, students from Alabama that have gone to the portal. It, it could be a much different team than what – we saw in, in 2023. So that's that that could be harmful early, but if he can keep it up and do what he did when he was at Washington and he was very aggressive about what he did in the portal, uh, I think Alabama could really ed- end up being a very standout winner. Collar, do you have any uh, winners and losers? I just want to know if Pete has a login to the portal. I know. If he's, like, logging in, he's looking at the portal, he's oh, yeah. he's sending notes to PJ Fleck. <laughs> hey, what about this guy? I've been watching this guy. I did this game, uh, you know, and I know my, my buddy over there. He knows this player. You should go get this guy. Uh, I, I just think that um, they picked a great coach to take over for Nick Saban, uh, mm-hmm. in part just because what I saw Washington do offensively this year, I thought it was – Really next level, the amount of receivers that were moving around, the pre-snap stuff, the way that they set it up. But he's also going to need, you know, his quarterback. I think he's got a little bit different of a quarterback with Milrow than he had with Michael Penix, who is a pocket quarterback who sits there and operates the whole offense. So 
That's a that is an interesting one with Harbaugh. Pete, were you a uh, Vikings Harbaugh guy or were you against that? I was totally on board. Uh, you know, it's funny because just so you know, Matthew, because I don't think you do, but Michigan was my most hated of all the Big Ten schools. <laughs> hated him uh, and, and, and didn't like Jim. Played against him. He and I are the same age. We played against each other, and he usually got the upper hand pretty good. So a uh, lot of reasons why I didn't like it. But I'll tell you, this year was a, a turning point for me because – I, there was something about the way Michigan was playing and the way they they held themselves and what Jim was doing despite the fact that he missed six games and how they still stayed together and the relationship he had with his quarterback and all the stuff that went into this year. Uh, huge fan. And I, and I you know, the guy has won at every single level. It, it, I don't know uh, too many other guys who have done what he did in his career as a player than at San Diego and Stanford and San Francisco and then going back to Michigan and who knows what's in his future. Uh, but another guy, uh, Lane Kiffin, right now, just to give you guys a quick update, they are killing it on the portal. They are head and shoulders above the next closest uh, school in terms of going to the portal. So uh, that might make that even more interesting. Because Lane Kiffin, you can like him, you can hate him, whatever you think. But that guy is is sort of like the one coach, I think, in all of football that is a, probably the most quotable guy there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's, have fun. That, that is for sure. You're talking about personalities. Just real quick, I didn't think that it was the right pick for the Vikings uh, in part because I, I feel like when you hire Harbaugh, that becomes like your whole thing. So at the time, I leaned toward Kevin O'Connell. And I think it's worked out well. I, I don't know where it's going to go in the future, but to your point, I mean, there's no denying how successful Jim Harbaugh has been in you know national championship now to his trophy case. Yeah, but wow. this is a fast break, Pete. I'm sorry. We just yeah, we sorry. Fun. You started talking about the portal. <laughs> well, a lot of rumors about Harbaugh talking to maybe Chargers, maybe some other teams. Mm. So those are yeah. all around. By the way, you guys are wrong. The real winner of the coaching carousel is Jimmy Sexton, who is the agent. Oh, yeah, who is representing yeah. Dan Lanning. Norvell, Saban, DeBoer. He got all those guys' contract raises and new jobs. Uh, Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Jimmy (laughs) Sexton probably winning the portal. Moving on, though, still more coaching talk. We already talked about Saban. We talked about Belichick. My question for you, Matthew Collar, who has the harder job in replacing the legends? Is it going to be Gerard Mayo or is it going to be Kalen DeBoer? I think it's Gerard Mayo. Uh, they're going to draft quarterback, I think, which helps. If that guy hits, then you look like a genius. And if he doesn't, you look like a fool, which is kind of how it works in the NFL. I just think that the NFL is so, so hard to win. And when you look at that division, Buffalo's not going anywhere. The Jets actually have a really good roster if they get Aaron Rodgers back. And Miami, they just lost, but they won 11 games this year. They led the league in passing. Like it's a, It is a very difficult position to take over. And then the expectation is that you compete for championships right away because that's where that fan base is used to being. And they could kind of write off the like, well, you know, Belichick, things fell apart, whatever. But I don't think that Mayo is going to get a ton of patience from fans and just um, Boston fans in general, I think, are not the most easygoing on their coaches. (laughs) I think that position is a little harder than adopting a program that has had a a ton of ton of success. Although. The, the pushback I would have is this. Uh, they've they've plummeted for the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. They just yeah. aren't the team that they were. And so because of that, to take the Alabama job, you, you, your your downside is a two-game season of loss would be awful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
and and so I that's the one concern. And if he loses too many guys into the portal and isn't able to have the success because he's getting there a little bit late from the portal, uh, it it makes it really really interesting. I, I I'm pulling for the guy. I, I think he's a really cool guy. I like the fact of where he came from. What you know, mm-hmm. how modest the roots were, and all the different places he's been. He's had success and and had incredible success at multiple places. So. I think he can do it. Uh, it might not be a great first year would be the way I'd, I'd say it for that one. But uh, with Mayo, the defense is there. It's it's yeah. really all on that offense. So if yeah. he can get Jaden Daniels, for instance, at number three, um, and Jaden Daniels plays like he did at LSU, which let him play like Jaden Daniels, though, yeah. right? Yeah. How, how many times, Matthew, have you seen guys get drafted that were great maybe athletic quarterbacks who like to run a little bit and some they, they decide, well, you're a pocket guy. It's mm-hmm. like, well, yep. why did you draft him then? He's not really made for that. So I think if it's done right and the offensive coordinator does the right thing with Jaden Daniels, they can turn this thing around. Look what, look what happened down at Houston. Uh, you can turn things around pretty quickly if you do the right thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, neither job is easy to follow those guys. I, I think it, I just think so much relies on whether that quarterback you draft succeeds or not um whereas uh alabama i think people are going to want to play for that logo uh play for the elephant for a long time so (laughs) yeah i i think both jobs are very difficult though yeah i uh i would say i agree we got a little bit of each side worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There, uh, Pete, back to yeah. you as Caitlin Clark continues to take the basketball world by storm. FYI, she put up 30 points, 11 assists in an Iowa victory last night over a top, I think it was 16th ranked Indiana. It was something in the top 16, 15, something like that. But uh, one person doesn't seem to be the biggest fan, Pete. The always quotable Kim Mulkey made a jab at the star guard saying, we don't have any players shooting 40 times a game like you see around the country. That's just not us. Which, I mean, if you're a coach and you're limiting Caitlin Clark's shooting in any way, you're doing it wrong, right? That seems to be a bad coach if you're limiting that. So, Pete, I want you right now to burn some bridges. Who's Uh-oh. your least favorite coach of all time? It doesn't have to be personal. 
but I want your least favorite coach in any sport that you have been around. Oh gosh, that's a that really is that that's that's really tough. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. I could tell you least favorite player, but uh, <laughs> you know when I look around at the at the coaching side of it, um, you know what? For me, it might be Steve Kerr. Uh, did not see that coming did not see Uh, that no love it (laughs) um you know i was there in chicago when they had the run and it was michael jordan last dance all that great stuff that we all talk about but you know there was something there was something about his style and how he did things that i I, it just didn't rub me right i know he's had great success coaching at golden state for sure but i'll tell you what the guy with the biggest smile in the room every single night is when i go and i click on here and i see golden state got beat again i love it (laughs) and so (laughs) and there's just something you know there was a certain kind of you know cockiness whatever you want to call it uh, about his style that i just didn't didn't like and and how Golden State oftentimes played, uh, it didn't feel as sportsmanlike as I like. So uh, that's where I'd go. We're gonna we're gonna have to dig into that in later weeks. <laughs> I, I didn't know oh, you had a this lot. Golden State. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, you're the first person I've ever heard who has a, a serious beef with Steve Kerr. And also, as a person, when I play basketball, I just hang out in the three point line and I I can fling it, Pete. Like I can I can can threes. So Steve Kerr is a hero of mine. A man Uh-oh. who did nothing in his career but stand outside and shoot threes. That's that's my guy. Uh, I, I could probably name 52 coaches that have really? uh, rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, but at the top of the list to me is Greg Williams. I mean, for obvious reasons. Oh, yes. But, oh, that's a good one. But the, the, the attitude, the, the, I mean, smug is not even begin to describe it. He also coached where I was from growing up, the Buffalo Bills, for a while and just quit. They just quit the job and left the team. And I don't know, like just he was he was a terrible head coach. He's just kind of a bully. And I think he was a wildly overrated defensive mind because he had a couple good years with the Titans when they had Javon Curse and Keith Bullock and all that great talent. And then everybody just thought he was a genius. So I don't know. I all I'm not, I'm not a fan Pete of bully coaches. You know, I no. just I don't really like that style at all. And I think that he, you could put his face on that. Well, I'd actually, I'll, I'll, I'll say that was one B one a would be Sean Payton. And it's just because of what I just heard you say and, and all the conversations and some of the backstabbing that he did early in the year when he was kind of going after the jets and the coordinator and all the rest of that, I just, uh, that didn't sit very well with me at all. And being a part of that whole thing with the, with the Vikings and Brett Favre and everything that, that was, uh, that was something that I, I thought was far worse than it seems like everybody else. I didn't like anything about that whole scene. So yeah, that's a, it's a very strong pick. Yeah. Well, shout out to the (laughs) DC defenders, defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. He's taking the job with the DC uh, defenders. I don't know how it turned out this way, Matthew. I didn't mean for this to happen. You're getting a hockey question. Okay. Are you, are you, are you prepared for this? I'm comfortable with that. All right. Let's, let's do hockey. Yesterday started off pretty well for the wild Gustafson and Kaprizov. Uh, both announced back with mm. the team. And then the rest, uh, not and so good. And then the, yeah, the, the wheels came off the wagon yeah. a little yeah. bit. Six-nothing loss Oof. to the Arizona Coyotes. Nick Bukestead, local guy with a yeah. hat trick, though. That was nice, right? If you're looking for anything. But they got booed off the ice after that six-to-nothing home loss mm-hmm. to the Arizona Coyotes. If you're Bill Guerin, is it is it time to call and go for future assets? Is this it? Are you saying enough we're going to look for the future, and the season's over. Well, nobody loves tanking more than me. 
Uh, I have a tank tattoo. Hey, anybody who watched the Houston Texans yesterday, are they mad that they tanked? Hey, the Detroit Lions tanked. They're in the playoffs today. So, you know, it tanking does work. But also living in reality is, is the, the important thing. Are you going to compete for a Stanley Cup is the question. And the answer for this team is no, you're not. I, you're, you're more in a position that has been stuck in the middle for so long and there's been better or worse iterations of stuck in the middle. And you have to take a long-term view because you don't have, it's not like Pittsburgh had some years where they weren't the same and they would go trade for somebody at the deadline. And then all of a sudden it would work and it would get them into the playoffs. But that's because they had Crosby and Malkin. You don't have the players that are the driving force. And, uh, you know, you have a couple of quality forwards who are good and can make you competitive but not good enough to truly compete so I do think that it is it is time to start trading away some things and a lot of times you trade away people and the guy who's up and coming is very excited to be there and have an opportunity and sometimes you play better because the you know you're moving on from a veteran who's not very happy so yeah I would say very much it is time hmm well, I'm not a big tanker. I got to admit, Matthew, I, I, I understand what you're saying, though. I, I, I fully get it. I don't think here's the beauty of it. I don't, do they have to tank or do they just keep playing the way they are? It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's not really. <laughs> it's really just I, I'm, I just say that because I think it's a it's a strategy that generally works. But like li, understanding where you are, I think, is yeah. important. Understanding when it's time to sort of wave the white flag. Like we're not winning the Stanley Cup. There's no player we could trade for that's going to do that. So we should just sell off whatever parts yeah. we can get future assets for. Exactly. I think that's the question is, is what can you sell off to get future assets? Yeah. And are you at the place that you are, want those future assets more than maybe you want to win tomorrow night? But, because and, of all yeah. the issues with the salary cap too, right guys? Yep. I mean, that's, yep. that's been a, that's been a hampering thing for the, for the wild for a couple of years going. So it's something that once they get past that, but the fact that we are right now battling with Chicago for the bottom uh, is uh, it's, it's pretty amazing actually. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. That's the fast break that was, wasn't so fast. It was pretty fast. It was. It moved. It, was it, moved. it was a normal it moved, length, but it wasn't like rapid fire fast. No. Well, that's not me. Uh, all right. I am going to honor Steve Kerr by shooting some threes here in the studio, and uh, we will return and pick who we think will win today and on Monday as well. Matthew Collar in for Dave Schwartz along with Pete Nigerian. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.